I got a lot to say. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. If you are out there, this is your first time listening. Well, hopefully you come back. But I'm going to let you know exactly what you need to be doing. Hit the subscribe button right below on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Turn the bell notifications on so that you will get notified each and every time we drop an episode. Then follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Realm. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling Realm. And of course, follow me in those same places at Brian H. Waters. Follow my brother too, my co-host, the co-creator of the show, The Wrestling Realm. I should say the brand at Dwayne Allen 24. And of course, we are available Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, we are there. Folks. Bianca Belair took on Charlotte Flair on NXT. I titled this show A Miscarriage of Justice. And you may say why. Here's why. Wasn't feeling it. Didn't like the fact that this match was named. This was, in my opinion, a dream match waiting to happen. This is a match that should have been built. You have the button superstar in Bianca Belair. She's already fell to Shayna Baszler. She had a stalemate with Nikki Cross and fell to, I'm drawing a blank that fast, uh, the champion, uh, Rhea Ripley. Now, yeah, when she loses these matches, she still looks better and she still maintains that momentum. But then you have her lose to Charlotte on television. I did not like this at all. Now, I understand Charlotte Flair's in a position where she needs wins. Understand that. But you she don't I mean, come on now. Actually, and I wouldn't even say she needs wins. She's somebody who is a megastar for what it is. I've always said that when I think when it's all said none, she's gonna be the greatest of all time. Had to pump my brakes, you know, because as I've been watching Bianca Belair recapture some of that fire she had before, she's just getting better and better and better. But these are two who you really could have a long-standing rivalry with. Now, I appreciate Charlotte going down to NXT and having these matches. You know, if I'm a Charlotte Flair fan and I don't know about the NXT, her NXT days, her NXT roots, I can appreciate a match like this. But what I felt was that not only with her losing, but then kind of also nearly being stomped out for, you know, lack of a better term, thought this was a way they said, you know what? We're going to do this so that we have a valid excuse to keep Bianca Belair out of the match at WrestleMania. And that's what I did not like. Didn't like it at all. I, I think that for all the momentum she's put in, all the things she's done, yes, she should be in a match. But even if you didn't, even if you set up a scenario where she says, 
Y'all have your stinking match at WrestleMania. I want the winner. Something like that. But I just didn't like her losing. But I didn't like this match taking place in the first place. This should have been, like I said, it should have been built up. It should have been more personal. You have two natural, gifted athletes together in the ring. Come on now. That's money. Yeah, sure, we got the Rock and Austin in the beginning stages when neither one of these guys had became superstars. We had them in matches on Monday Night Raw or small pay-per-views for the IC title. Once they got big, that was it. You know? Bianca Belair, like, she shouldn't be facing Charlotte Flair on television for free. So I didn't like that match at all. Let me know what you think at Brian H. Waters. So, I just wasn't a fan, you know. Um, I know some people are going to be upset. That's fine. You know, my shortcuts don't want to work. You know. So, I don't know. But, let's move on. So, we had... On SmackDown, Naomi becoming the number one contender for the um, Naomi becoming the number one contender for the uh, women's championship at Wrestle. Oh, I mean at Super Showdown, she's going to take on Bailey, and by the time the show. Maybe you would have listened if you caught it. If you, some of my loyal listeners that catch it as soon as it drops, shout out to the Shark, shout out to D. Then you haven't seen the match yet. But if you aren't, you're new listener, maybe you've seen the match, maybe you already know the results. I'll give a preview later just to cover my bases. I'm recording right now. The clock says what, almost 11 o'clock p.m. Wednesday night. By the time you know, this is published, it's going to be at, you know, in the middle of the night. So who knows, right? But, you know, we have, um, I'm trying to pull this up for you guys, but I mean, you guys know the matches, you know, we have Charlotte, uh, Bailey taking on, um, Naomi, Bailey, Naomi defeated Carmella to earn a number one contender spot. I like that. I was kind of hoping that she didn't cause I wanted to see her get to WrestleMania, Nonetheless, she beat her, which I thought was cool. I don't think Bailey wins the championship. I don't see them changing the championship over in Saudi Arabia. Not right now. But who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe Carmella gets involved. But we all know this is kind of like a glorified house show. I don't see them take, and then, you know, this is the first time history will be made. I don't see the WWE taking women over, honestly, who's not going to be. Um, I just don't see them taking women over who's not going to be used. I could be wrong. Um, I just don't see it happening, you know. So, only time will tell. And then, we're moving on. Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. You know, they had the official contract signing Monday Night Raw, you know, for the Elimination Chamber. And Shayna Baszler just kind of came out there, owned the space. Basically, all but doing is telling all the other girls they're not on her level. And she has her eyes set on Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch came out there, 
Never mind the fact that all these other women are also gunning for your championship. No, you just focus on Shayna Baszler. You had Liv Morgan only focus on Ruby Riot. Obviously, that's personal. Again, why is there a chamber match? I I, I just don't get it. Um, you know, I really don't. I I just don't get. I don't understand why why they even needs to be a chamber match. You know, it's just it makes no sense. But who knows? You know, try not to be that guy. But you know, sometimes you you just gotta call it for what it is. You know what I mean? So let's move on. Um, no, come on. Why is this not working? All right, whatever. <laughs> Let's go. We go to NXT. We had Mia Yim taking on Zia Lee. Dakota Kai comes out there. She interrupts the match, tells Mia Yim, look, <laughs> got my eye on you. Remember, you cost me my spot. Then Raquel comes out there, Raquel Gonzalez, and proceeds to attack Mia Yim. <laughs> I like this. I like Dakota Kai having muscle. Uh, somebody who's going to have her back and do whatever it takes. To keep her spot secured. I, I, I love every bit of it. This makes so much sense. <laughs> you know, it, it does. It, it makes so much sense. This is what we need, essentially. Um, you know, this is exactly what we need. Dakota Kai comes out there. She does her thing. So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um you know, I know she has beef with Tegan Knox. They're taking on each other. I think it's a steel cage next week. Now she's picking a fight. This could lead her all the way towards the championship. You know, oh, that was another thing I had a pet peeve about with uh, Rhea Ripley. So she comes out there, and she's still trying to do her normal get up for her pyro or whatever while she's attempting, making it look like she's attempting to save Bianca Belair, who was about to get her ankles busted by Charlotte. What what are you doing? But yeah, I think ultimately we're going to get a Tegan, I mean um, Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley, and probably Dakota Kai dethroning her from the championship if Charlotte does not beat her at WrestleMania, which I don't see that happening. <laughs> so let's move on. Congratulations to the Bella Twins. It's official; they are Hall of Fame bound. They're getting a chance to go into the WWE Hall of Fame and well-deserved. You look at them, they're a bridge between the Divas and this era. I mean, just everything they've done, they stepped away from the business, came back. Consistency, consistency. There's no total Divas without the Bellas. Let's be real. They brought a lot of attention to the show and they got their own show. So congratulations to the Bella Twins. I'm excited for them. Not only did they go into the Hall of Fame, but they're both pregnant. Uh, Brie with her second child, her and Daniel Bryan, and then Nikki Bella finally getting her child. We know she's engaged. Obviously, that was a huge story. Uh, it was real as it gets, I guess, on Total Divas with her and John Cena, who was the face of the company, um, where she wanted children and he did not. So, you know, the heartbreak part sucked, but Brie Bella, Nikki Bella gets her wish. So congratulations to her. I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. And when I go to break, what I want you guys to do is check out my up uh, well, my interview with Cameron Brene. Just a preview. 
after this show, just go right on iTunes or go on um, YouTube and you can hear the full interview. But here's a snippet of that interview. I called my job that I worked at that day that I called into. <laughs> and I told them to turn on Fox. And they were like, why? I was like, just turn on Fox and just see what happens. And all of a sudden I get all these Snapchats of like, the people at my job standing there watching the TV as I was in the ring. It was crazy. Cause I was like, there's no way. Cause they thought they were like, there's no way that's Cameron. And they're like, that girl said Cameron. And I was like, Oh, it's Cameron. All right. <laughs> and I'm back ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to the show. You can get as a snippet of wrestling for the culture. Like I said, my interview with Cameron Renee. So let's move on. Brock Lesnar folks. Brock Lesnar showed up on Monday Night Raw. Normal trash talking, suplex city. He's got his hands busy. You know, he will be taking on, <laughs> I guess you could say that. But yeah, Brock will be taking on, um, he'll be taking on the one, the only Ricochet. And yeah, that should be interesting. Um, nonetheless, I just, there's no way he loses that match. Um, make sure. Don't tell me. Okay. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way Brock loses that match. Um. I. I. I just don't see it. Um. I could be wrong. You know. Maybe. Um. I just don't see Brock losing the Ricochet. I, I just don't like. He's the amount. The money is in him and Drew McIntyre. I really hope to see them rev this up you have drew doing interviews talking about he disappointed Vince McMahon when he was the chosen one and all this other stuff cut the crap we know i want to see drew mcintyre i want to see that fire which we do see you know big show was on stone cold's broken skull sessions where he talked about the locker room being too nice and not having to worry about that with a guy like a drew mcintyre drew is all about that business that's what i want to see so I'm I'm excited. Really, I just want to get through Super Showdown tomorrow or later today, whenever you're listening. And then let's get right into the program. Full throttle ahead. Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Sell us this. This should be the main event at WrestleMania, but this is a main event for wrestling fans. This isn't your main event for the um you know, the entertainment audience like last year's was with Ronda Rousey or, you know, yeah, Brock is entertainment, but you're putting him in the ring with somebody who's never really intended on being the face of the company. So I want to see how this goes. I had Harold Kuntz on here a couple of weeks ago and he said he believed Brock is going over and this is why, you know, just when I think about it, this is why I can see him saying that. But I want to see what's going to happen. So, um, only time will tell. So, moving on. We had um, The Fiend. <laughs> you know, he came out there. Him and Goldberg, they're going to take on each other more on that. He got speared. We all know what happens. Go home show before the show. He gets laid in the ground. Yeah, I'll say that for the predictions part. Um, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, this should be the program, not Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I get it. But Randy Orton and Kevin Owens is money. And I know what people are saying, but what about Randy Orton and Edge? I get that as well. I'm excited about that. Sure. 
But, man, I got to get a Randy Orton and Kevin Owens full throttle program. That's what I want to see soon. It's it's only right. These two, I mean, when they go at it, like, man, these, you know, Randy Orton is one of those people who's better as a heel, but he can make Kevin Owens a face that people like to see. You know, people like cheering for Kevin Owens because he's that face, but he's not the type of face that's going to go in, shake hands, and kiss babies. He's Stone Cold-esque, if you know what I mean. So I'm interested to see what happens here. Tell you another feud I'm really interested in. That's Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Ciampa. Woo, man. Boy, a takeover Portland. That one went the opposite way for sure. Didn't think it was going to happen like that, but nonetheless, it did. You had um, Johnny Gargano just going out there, man, and, you know, just taking care of business, I guess, to say the least. Um, you know, he went out there and, I mean, no, you had Tommaso Ciampa going out there, coming near a, coming to a near fall, almost winning, but you know, he just couldn't get it done. Couldn't bring Goldie back home. And then we least expected there was Johnny Gargano holding, keeping him from getting the title, costing him the match. And it was just something you never thought would happen. He cost him the match. But now we're going to see a different side of this feud. We all know these two go at it back and forth. We're going to see a different side because now Gargano's the heel and Chompa's the face. That's one of those views that anytime you get something stale, which I don't think NXT is stale right now, but you can always go back to it because it's always going to draw money. Remember, Ciampa was the biggest heel in wrestling before he left. For some reason, when people come back, we just love him. So, here we are with that. Seth Rollins, you know, the Monday Night Messiah thing, like I said, stupid, but now it's getting even stupider. You got to ref a part of it now. All right, we'll see where this goes. I don't see this ref being a worker. I mean, yeah, are, are you going to have referees that's believing in this? And now they're going to like uh, Seth Rollins. They're going to help him win matches. Who knows? I'll tell you one match I was interested in, though. Uh, that's um, Angel Garza and Humberto. Car I can't say his last name. It's not in front of me. Those two, the cousins. I mean, an incredible match. I would have liked to seen. Maybe just build a little bit more, but I understand, you know, it's in that, it was kind of in that WCW Cruiserweight Hour match, you know, but I like, I understand why that, you know, obviously they're relatively unknowns to the masses. So you put them in there, show the people they can have a great match and that's what they did. But how about Angel Garza? You know, I was talking to real Dwayne now and I'll let you in on one of our conversations, man, do you miss Andrade? Do you really miss Andrade right now? Angel Garza is walking charisma. More charisma than Andrade. I'm just saying. So, and um, coming up this week, we have John Cena returning to SmackDown. So, that should be interesting. One thing we know that will do is that will put butts in the seats. So, shout out to John Cena. Definitely can't wait for that one so i'm gonna go ahead and take another break when i get back i'm going to preview these upcoming pay-per-view matches for aew revolution and 
WWE Super Showdown. I'll be back. But I want you to take a preview of my latest interview with Malik Obi on my other podcast, Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. Here's that interview. The individual that follows me, you got to look at it like this. For every person that's following you, it's two people that's watching you. That person that follows you and the person that hasn't clicked the button yet. Every, you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. And I feel like I've got a lot of opportunities to people that I didn't know were watching in life. Not just journalism, but especially in journalism, but in life. You never know who's watching. So that's how you got to look at it. When, if somebody said to you today, um, you know, um, Brian, I'm looking for a guy that can talk football in and out. He can write. He can do everything. You don't say, oh, well, I'm going to send you his number. You say, his Twitter name is O-B-E-E-1-9, I mean, one N E. If that person go to my page and ain't nothing on there about football, that's the same thing as them looking at my resume and saying, I'm not qualified. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you subscribe to Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Waters, where I share success stories of people I meet, my network, my friends. You know, I share their stories. Like I said, that was Malik Obi. Uh, writer for the XFL. Y'all know that league, obviously, if you're wrestling fans. So he talks about how he got into writing as well as, you know, just shares some stories of his career. So now, it's time to talk AEW Revolution. We got AEW Revolution coming up this Saturday, February 29th. I guess I should have did it the other way around, but I didn't. So I'm going to do it this way. Um, but nonetheless, AEW Revolution. First, we have Jake Hager and Dustin Rose. Yes, he can use his last name. So Jake Hager and Dustin Rose. Um, really looking forward to this match. Honestly, I see Dustin putting the young guy over. Um, I just don't see it any other way, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I see him putting him over. Uh, this is Jake Hager's, I think, I believe this is his first match uh, going into AEW. He's, um, <laughs> Dustin Rose referred to him as Jericho's you-know-what. After the mix-up of events that happened last time these two got into it. So, uh, uh, this should be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to it. But I do think in the end, Jake Hager gets it done. I just don't see uh, Dustin Rhodes being enough. He's older, and Jake Hager has a lot to prove. I mean, you call somebody, you know, somebody else's lap dog. You best to believe that he's going to be coming for him. So, you know, that's you know that's where that's where I am with that one. Uh, moving forward, speaking of Dustin Rose, let's move on to Cody Rose. He's going to be taking on MJF. I think Cody gets disappointed. Honestly, I think he does all this stuff, and MJF is going to find a way to beat him. He's going to give him a beating, but I think MJF is going to you know school him up for the one, two, three. You know, he he he's he's smart. And I think he'll do something, and, and everybody's going to be like, I don't believe he did that, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I definitely think is going to happen. All right, now we got the Bastard Pac taking on Orange Cassidy. 
He called Orange Cassidy a joke. You know, Orange Cassidy usually puts on his shades and tucks his hands. And people are like, what did you just do? So, yeah, <laughs> that should be interesting. But I do think uh, Pac beats him. Uh, to me, Pac is the biggest star at AEW as far as somebody who's going out there doing what they're supposed to do, winning, beating, and, and making himself into this big deal. Everybody talked about opportunity. Everybody talked about AEW is going to be something new, a fresh air, a fresh start. But stuff sometimes seems all over the place. You look at John Moxley. Honestly, it looks like he's been all used up by the WWE. You look at a guy like, um, and, and I know my boy Byron Dixon out there, he loves AEW, loves John Moxley, but Moxley isn't what people thought he was going to be. You know, he hasn't coming over here being a star. Then you look at guys like, I mean, Cody's doing his thing. But when I see Pac, I see, okay, this is a guy. This is there's a reason he was in the first world champ. He was supposed to be in the first world championship match. Obviously, he wasn't. So, you know, that's where I'm with that. Moving on, we got Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. This is two young guys. I don't know which way, man. I, th I think Sammy Guevara gets it done, though, because I don't think there's going to be a big night for the inner circle. So I think this match really depends on him, and I think he'll get the win. Uh, moving on to the women's match, Chris Statlander will challenge Nyla Rose for her brand new AEW Women's World Championship. Now, here's the thing. Nyla Rose said she's never losing the championship. She's going to be a one-time champion. I think that holds true right here. It would be interesting to see if Statlander could be her, but I could see the internet going crazy. Oh, Nyla Rose just won the title. She already losing it. I would like to see Statlander do that just because of that. Show me something different. Because right now, we, it's wrestling, it's wrestling. A lot of times it's predictable. So I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, no way Nyla Rose is losing. She just won the championship after she didn't win it the first time. I'm just saying. Um, for the tag team championship, we have Omega Hangman taking on defending their world tag team championships against the Young Bucks. Here's the thing. This is what I was looking at. I'm looking at their little special that they did after the show went off and you have hangman page and, and, and omega kind of not on the same page i don't know i don't I, something's funny is going to happen here i think the bucks actually may walk away with the championships but they're going to walk away with either hangman page but i th actually think they're going to walk away with kenny omega and i think both of them are going to leave his heels matter of fact that's what i would like to see but you know, it, it, it'll be different because I think if you did it that way, then you could make a justification to have us root for them. I mean, the elite being together, but then also have them chase the champ, the world championship. But you could do it that way. And then if Moxley wins, Omega is a heel, the Bucks are heels, you know, you kind of get rid of the inner circle. I don't know. I just think the Young Bucks leave this as the new AEW world tag team champions. And then for the AEW Championship, we have John Moxley challenging Chris Jericho. I think Moxley gets it done. You know, um, Jericho's held the title long enough. But let's not even look at that. All the stuff that they put him through. Um, you know, the the whole eye situation, all that. Moxley, uh, uh, you know, he turned down the offer. I was actually disappointed. I wanted to see Moxley be with them and, and, and just do something different. Not be so predictable. 
Nonetheless, it didn't happen. John Moxley, ladies and gentlemen, will be your brand new AEW World Champion on Saturday. So let's move on. Switch gears to the Super Showdown. That is today if you're listening, or maybe it already happened. Maybe I'll do a post show. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Nonetheless, for the World Tag Team Champions, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, you have the New Day defending against the Reform Miz and Morrison. Should we call Miz and Morrison 2020? Um, nonetheless, Miz and Morrison gets it done. I think we get new Tag Team Champions. You you building, 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 you know. But then again, who knows? I mean, maybe this could lead to a split in Miz versus Morrison at WrestleMania. I doubt it. Ms. Morrison get becoming a new champion. Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Who cares? Here we go again. Roman Reigns gets it done. Maybe the prince, the guy over there who's in charge, maybe he wanted this match. I don't know. Women's Championship. First time ever the Women's Championship will be defended in Saudi Arabia. It will be Naomi taking on Bayley. Ah, as much as I want to see Naomi win, Bailey's going to get it done. She's going to hold on to the championship. Um, I just hope we don't get Bailey and Sasha, and I'll leave it at that. Then we have a SmackDown, I mean, the Raw Men's Tag Team Championship as the Street Profits Challenge, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. We all know the wrong team got the tag titles in that group. Anyway, I think Rollins and Murphy hold on to the titles. Maybe it's by uh, disqualifications. Nonetheless, they're holding on to the titles. Unless somehow, some way, the Street Profits win only to drop them to AOP. And then they have the Cup. The first ever, and I can't pronounce the name of it. I can't remember the name of it. But it's the Cup. And it's supposed to be... You know, who's the probably one of the best in the world ordeals. They always got to do something special for Saudi Arabia. Nonetheless, AJ Styles is in it. Eric Rowan, uh, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, and R-Truth. I'm going to go with R-Truth. I'll off out the limb. R-Truth wins this. And then, of course, um, uh, Manson, what's his name? Uh. Yeah, uh, Mansoor will take on... He has to have a match. Every time they go to Saudi Arabia, he has a match. This time it'll be against Dolph Ziggler. Mansoor wins. He's get the win in front of his home crowd. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's cashing paychecks. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then for the WWE Championship, we have Ricochet taking on Brock Lesnar. This is one of those matches where I can see Drew McIntyre going over there just to get involved to help set up WrestleMania. I hope that's what we get. Either way, I think the over-under is five minutes. Brock Lesnar gets this one done. Maybe he gets squashed worse than Kofi. Who knows? And then, which will probably be the main event, and it is for the WWE Universal Championship. It will be The Fiend defending against Goldberg. No way, no how. I don't see Goldberg winning this match. In the words of Rob Parker. So, I could be wrong, though. But I just don't see it, folks. I don't see it at all. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you uh, 
drop the notifications. Give me a five-star rating. You're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Just do that, you know? Check us out. Go back. It's a lot of old stuff. The real Dwayne Allen I did. We got a lot of videos to entertain you on YouTube. So check that out. Like I said, check out my interview with Cameron Brene. I got an interview with the Hitman, Mr. Mr. Hitman for Hire, I should say. Uh, and I got an interview with Amber Rodriguez. Um, so make sure you check out those shows, folks. Until the next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.